today on CityCast Denver. Cities have to change. If they don't change, we're in bad shape. But what does that mean for the places we love that just keep disappearing? How do we remember them? The new book, Queen City, sets out to do just that. I've talked to a lot of people who've been here for many, 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 many years, and they talk about old Denver with this kind of reverence and new Denver with this kind of scorn. And what we're calling new Denver now, in 10, 15 years, people will be calling old Denver. Today is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. Temperatures dip back into the high 50s today. Thunderstorms expected late in the day and a possibility of hail, so make sure to cover up your gardens. On Monday, the U.S. Census Bureau confirmed that Colorado will be getting an eighth congressional district. An independent commission will decide where exactly that new district will be. No matter where, this means more Colorado representation in Congress, and that's okay. In oh dang news, Colorado Rockies general manager Jeff Breidich has stepped down. This comes just two months after the franchise's controversial trade of Nolan Arenado and the Rockies' current standing in last place in the National League West. Hmm. I had my first legal drink at Gabor's in Capitol Hill after I turned 21. Slinking down into one of their sticky red booths to sip on a gin and tonic, which I only knew to order because it's what my boyfriend at the time drank, I thought, Gabor's is the perfect dive bar. This seedy but lovely little joint with the best jukebox in Capitol Hill is long gone, but the image of it lives on in a new book called Queen City. Well, hi, Carl. I don't know if we've officially ever met. I don't think so either. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen your name around, and I know we share a lot of friends and all that. Yes. I was like, I've read your work for a long time, and you've done a lot of illustrations of people I know. So nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Award-winning cartoonist Carl Christian Krumpholtz wanted to commemorate new and old Denver in this illustrated history of the city with drawings of current places like Pete's Kitchen and the Brown Palace and places that are long gone, like my beloved Gabor's. You're a relative newcomer to Denver, and I would say relative because you've been here for 10 years, which is kind of like a medium. Yeah, me. I, I've been here for... <laughs> Yeah, a little over like 10 a years. decade. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've, if you've lived here long enough to see something drastically change that you really loved, I feel like you're you've been here a while, you know. Yeah. Um, but you talk about Denver with this reverence and and just like a lot of feeling about it, and I wonder what makes Denver so special to you. Well, I originally grew up on the East Coast, and I came to Denver because of my um, then girlfriend, now wife, and. What made it special is like, it's her city and I'm looking at it with, I'd like to think I'm looking at it with an outsider's eyes since I did not grow up here. So when doing this book and doing a lot of my architectural and um, illustrations of people around the city, it's basically me getting to know this place that I now live in. So your art form is sort of the way that you've come to understand yes, the city. Exactly. Yes. The buildings and businesses in your book, to me, really play on this idea of old Denver versus new Denver. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you have thoughts about what old Denver versus new Denver is or how you might define that, that thought. It's very, it's a very contentious conversation, but 
it happens a lot. Yes. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who've been here for many, 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 many years. And, you know, they talk about old Denver with this kind of reverence and new Denver with this kind of scorn. You know, they talk about places like uh, 15th Street Tavern and Muddy's, uh, the Terminal Bar downtown. But I've come to view this as the nature of a city is it's always changing. And when places like Gabor's or Barracuda's close, it's horrible. I mean, it, 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 these were the neighborhood places that you love. But at the same time, the place that comes in there within 10 years, people are going to view that place the exact same way. Right. So the nature of the city is it's just it's always changing, always developing. And what we're calling New Denver now, in 10, 15 years, people will be calling Old Denver. Yeah, it's a very short cycle, I've yeah. learned. And so, like, you know, doing these places, I want to basically uh, memorialize them, going, this was a special place for the neighborhood and the community. Sure, it's gone now, but let's, you know, remember it. Some some of the buildings that you have drawn have changed businesses several times since the period you chose to commemorate them. And I'm thinking about like Lancer Lounge, Cricket on the Hill, Gabor's, of course, uh, or Bender's Tavern was one that stuck out to me, which is uh, it's been many things before it became Bender's. And now it's the black box and it's been the black box for a couple years. But I wondered how you chose to, which eras you chose to commemorate for each building because it can be different. Like, what was the determining factor for you to say, <laughs> I want to commemorate this as as Gabor's or Bender's? Um, well, easy. That's easy. I've been to Gabor's and I've been to Bender's. <laughs> I was introduced <laughs> to these places. You know, I was in the Gabor's, I think, was the second bar that I've ever, the very first time I flew into Denver, my, uh, my wife took me there since we live right around the corner from it. Same with Bender's. Bender's is right down the street from me. And so, I always knew it was Bender's, even though people have told me, like, before it was Bender's, I think it was a place called Onyx yeah, and uh, some of the other things it's been. So, yeah. So in that sense, it's more of a personal view of it. You know, same with like somewhere like the Terminal Bar. I The Terminal Bar was long gone before I got here. Long, I think it disappeared and it closed down in the mid-90s. But I'd much rather memorialize a terminal bar than, you know, Jack's seafood restaurant that it is <laughs> right. that, that it is now. And plus, the terminal bar has the the history of like being in the, uh, mentioned in the Tom Waits song. Maybe you're standing on the corner of 17th and Wallsy Streets, out in front of the terminal bar. There's a thunderbird moon in a muscatel sky. So with with places like Terminal Bar that haven't been around for a very long time, how did you go about researching these places to illustrate them? The Terminal Bar was the hardest image to find. And, you know, nine times out of ten, I would do Google searches. I would, you know, type Terminal Bar Denver. And uh, because there's another bar called the Terminal Bar now, the one in Union Station. Right, in Union Station, yeah. So I was having a hard time... um, finding an image. And so I eventually approached the public, the Denver library. Sure. So it took a couple weeks for them to come back to me going, we don't have any images at the terminal bar. The next step was to go to the history of Colorado museum. 
And almost instantly, they're like, no, we don't have anything. And Whoa. so this, this was like over a month's time. I'm looking for this image. In my frustration, I just typed out on Twitter going, I'm looking for an image of the terminal bar and the Westward, the library and uh, the History Museum cannot help me. And someone within a half hour goes, this is what you need. And gave me images of the terminal bar. They gave me images of Muddy's. Um, so I should have just gone to social media first. <laughs> well, and I thought it was interesting because you would um, have some sort of like street corner images of like 11th and Marion or like 17th and Ogden that were just beautiful pieces of Capitol Hill. And I know you you live in the area, so I feel like you I live at 11th and Marion. I live at oh, 11th, you do? <laughs> live at 11th and Marion. That's why that, that image is included. And the one on... Um, 17th and around it's a 17th and uh was it ogden or yeah it's um, ogden yeah and i love those buildings are just gorgeous and it looks like old victorian that's why i wanted to include it but they're like victorian row homes they're just they're very ornate and they're beautiful and then but i then i think about something like you're saying that's just um important which is like the breakfast king mm -hmm. is not an architecturally significant building necessarily it's but... not it, it's an actually a very boring building to yes. illustrate <laughs> um but it's so special yeah so special for the community same with like something like gary lee's the building itself is quite boring but it's got this beautiful sign that's no longer there because gary lee's closed and i know so many people on uh on who work along broadway that that place meant so much to them so I had to include it. So you dedicate two chapters to Colfax, which is kind of like a no-brainer to me because there's so many spots along there. Was there a building in particular that you enjoyed researching or illustrating or learning about on Colfax that you didn't know about before or you didn't or that you just didn't know a ton about until you did made the book? No, I mean the the one building that I've probably illustrated the most on Colfax is um I'll just lump them in together. It's like the lion's lair and then Pete's kitchen satire. Um, just because I love those, the, the, the signage is beautiful. Like the lion's lair is just iconic just as a, as a bar. Um, but the, the, the sort of googie architecture modernism sign of the Pete's kitchen. And then right behind it is the satire. I love illustrating those two buildings. And I know that you had sort of an altercation with someone at the satire when you were out with the Denver Post doing a story about this book. Can you can you talk about what happened at the satire? <laughs> it was uh, the middle of the afternoon. It was 2 p.m. on a Monday afternoon. And uh, I was going to be featured in an article uh, with the Denver Post about the book. And so I met up with a photographer as we were just standing on the street uh, and the photographer was setting up. A man, uh, wandering Colfax, decided to interfere, I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way, and basically came at us, crashed into um, the lighting rig that the Flash had, and started yelling for the photographer to take his picture, take his picture, take his picture. But the photographer was kind of like, hey, I don't want any, any trouble. And the guy was like, oh, you found trouble, and pulls out this sort of shiv. And for, my first thing is like, okay, that's a terrible line. You know, it's just a, such a cliche line. Oh, you found trouble. But he actually said that. And I picked up the lighting rig, the tripod. And I just kind of was like, get away, get away, get away, get away. 
and uh, a bunch of other people who were on Colfax. Half a block, there's that bus stop. They came running up and they started yelling, you know, stop fighting, stop fighting, stop fighting. The guy then attacked them. The photographer had a couple um, backpacks full of gear, threw it into the street, pulled out a soda, drenched me with it, stalked off, and then um, and continued walking west on uh, Colfax. And uh, all of us were pretty freaked out about the whole thing. Did it, did it change your view of Colfax or, or put it into a different light for you? It definitely put it into a different light. I mean, and it put to rest, like going back to what we were originally talking about, old Denver versus new Denver, everyone laments, oh, Colfax is not as rough as it used to be. You know, it's all getting cleaned up, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no. It, it's still it's still a little rough it's still a little itself it's still you know? there, there's still that edge there so your your book queen city i i see it as being a beautiful sort of way for tourists and people to get to know the city but also to me it was a book i wanted to give my other friends that i talk about old denver with a lot mm -hmm. and i wondered what your hopes are for this book I wanted it to like memorialize a time and a place like people can look back at this book in 10, 20 years time and go, this is what Denver was like in the early 21st century. And, you know, hopefully there'll be a second edition where I can continue going on and uh, filling it out. Yeah. Yeah, I could see where I mean, it's it's kind of the story of Denver. The book is immediately going to be out of date, no matter when you publish it, because yeah. things change so quickly, so quickly. Here. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our lovely morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. How was that? Good? Okay.